Midnight Patriot Nation. Midnight Patriot Nation. Podcasting around the world. It's time for another release of the Liberty Virus with your hosts, Spartan, Cryptic, Phoenix, and Burton. Those guys are pretty intellectual. Intellectually stimulating. Strap in. Listen up. Midnight Patriots Nation, Spartan flying solo with you here for the 10th episode of Midnight Bites. Before we get on topic here, take a few seconds, smash that like button for me, hit subscribe, then tag that bell and select all. And what I'm about to share with you is uh, absolutely true, verifiable, and in my opinion, horrifying. Uh, truth be told, I spent about, oh, I don't know, nine hours uh, writing a script, but decided to shit can it. What's the matter with you? You know, we all have freedom of choice. Now, you can choose to take a few minutes, listen, read, and be informed, or you can choose to continue down the path of apathy and misplaced trust, which has gotten us here in the first place. Breitbart.com published a story, rather on point, actually, uh, on July 19th, 2021. The title is, Here are all the gun control laws that affect Cuba's freedom protesters. The subheading reads in part, Stringent gun control laws from Havana negatively impact their efforts. Now, anyone that uh, has even a basic understanding of history and geopolitics knows that Cuba has been ruled by a brutal, ruthless communist regime since about 1959. As such, you would expect that outright weapons bans would be commonplace in order to ensure the regime stays in power. Duh, right? Historical records and evidence reveals that the playbook of totalitarian socialist and communist regimes is always the same. Propaganda, censorship, weapons registration, confiscation, mass incarceration, re-education, torture, and ultimately execution. The obvious examples of this was Mao, Stalin, Hitler, Pol Pot, and of course Castro was no different. History further shows us that the motivation is never about the safety of the citizens. It is only ever about the protection of the regime's political power. And usually this is always code for only the government, only the right people should have guns. Now, I got to tell you, as I read the article, I was struck by a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach as one after another, the article pointed out the, quote, restrictive gun control measures of the communist Castro regime. And they sounded very familiar. Breitbart credits the source of the list to gunpolicy.org, which is operated and updated by the University of Sydney, who seems to be nonpartisan by collecting, evaluating, and publishing gun policy-related data uh, globally. Uh, as I go over this list, it will be in a different order than listed in the article. I recommend that you head over to Breitbart.com and gunpolicy.org to read the article and confirm the data. You should easily be able, be able to spot the similarities. As I said, it's going to sound awfully familiar. You should be able to notice, well, the exact same policies are either in effect in both countries or are in effect in Cuba and being pushed as legislation by gun control advocates and gun-grabbing politicians as, quote, common sense right here in the United States. In Cuba, wide swaths of firearms and ammunition are prohibited by law. Assault weapons ban ring a bell, anybody? Civilians are not allowed to possess rifles with caliber greater than 5.6 millimeters, machine gun and submachine guns of any kind, homemade firearms, a.k.a. ghost guns here in this country, shortened shotguns, I imagine that means sawed off, and the last ambiguous statement, firearms that have been modified with devices to make them more efficient. 
I'm sure that was left ambiguous for a reason, so that if you place a scope or a or a red dot sight on a weapon, they can call it illegal, take it from you, and probably lock you in prison. I mean, maybe the Cuban government would consider that the grossly ambiguous term military style weapons. How many liberal lib- how many liberals and uh, gun grabbing politicians have we heard use that one? The maximum penalty for illegal or illicit possession of a firearm in Cuba is five years in prison. Now, it's my understanding, and believe me, I'm no lawyer, that New York City has this exact same law in place and has for years. The only difference being is that it carries a mandatory two-year prison sentence upon conviction. I believe it was NFL wide receiver, or I should say former NFL wide receiver, Plaxico Burris, that shot himself in the leg and only himself in an accidental discharge incident. The poor guy got two years in prison and ruined his playing career. A government license is required to purchase firearms and ammunition. One, pir- one firearm per license. Now, again, I'm no legal scholar, but in the U.S., anytime you go to purchase a firearm, you have to fill out Form 4473, present ID and other personal identifying information, and attest to a few things, such as the fact that you have no mental health issues and that you're not an addict. And then the government actually has to approve your purchase of your firearm. Wouldn't that be classified pretty much the same thing as a license? Now, if you are lucky enough to receive your license, there is no limit on the ammo you can purchase or the possession thereof. That said, one would think that crushing poverty takes care of the majority of large private stockpiles of ammunition. You know, folks, California has at least on two occasions attempted to attach background checks and quantity limitations for ammunition purchases. Although, as of the time of this recording, I believe those, uh, those measures have been struck down as unconstitutional by the courts. Private party sales and transfers are also prohibited by law. Now, that's something that we definitely know is on the left's list for, uh, for gun control is, is preventing the private transfer of firearms without a background check from uh, fathers to sons, grandparents to grandkids, etc., etc. Now, in Cuba, the biggest part of the licensing process is, you guessed it, universal background checks. That's right, because you can't have a private party sales and transfer prohibition without universal background checks. Their background checks run the exact same as ours. They check criminal record, mental health history, and medical history, including addiction history and any treatments you've received. Obviously, their universal or single-payer healthcare system makes that very, very simple. Those of you that live in a May-issue state, which would be California, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and Hawaii will recognize this next statute from Cuba. Citizen must establish, quote, legitimate reason to possess a firearm. So once you've filled out your 4473, had your, quote, license and purchase approved by the government, I'll let you guess which one, you then get to go down to your local sheriff's or police department, be photographed and fingerprinted, just like a criminal, And then you get to provide what would be a politically legitimate reason to possess a firearm. And number seven here, open and concealed carry in public is prohibited even if licensed. Get this, in Cuba, they even have gun-free zones. Private private guns are prohibited and include all government buildings, including courts, public, cultural, and religious events. Number eight, mandatory firearm registration. This one is interesting because this is definitely on the left's agenda here, and I believe it's included in SR1 and HB1. As Colian Noir Bradley brought out, you can't have a 
universal background check be effective to eliminate private party sales and transfers without having a comprehensive registration of every gun in the country? I don't know about you, but every time in history where the government has inventoried every single gun that there is, the next move is mass confiscation. And they like to tidy that up in nice little terminology like mandatory buyback or voluntary buyback. The bad news is, is if you don't volunteer to have your guns taken away or, or have them purchased by the government, you're volunteering for, you guessed it, prison. Oh, but the similarities don't stop there. Now, I'm going to let you head over to Breitbart.com and uh, gunpolicy.org and actually check out the rest. As a matter of fact, you'll probably be shocked as hell by the actual dealer requirements. There's another question that you should ask yourself is if you do go and you investigate the information, what you'll see is that uh, the gun control measures that I've mentioned here that are active in Cuba were updated in 2008. Now, it is possible that, uh, you know, there was an outright gun ban until that particular point. That said, it does beg the question, though, who's taking cues from whom? Midnight Patriots Nation, if none of this sounds familiar at this point, and you don't have a sinking feeling of nausea in the pit of your stomach, then I really don't want to know what to tell you, and you haven't been paying attention. I mean, am I the only one that thinks this is tyranny by a thousand cuts? I mean, to me, the comparison is completely transparent and obvious. Our efforts at negotiating and being uh, ethical and, and being seen as the good guys has led us to negotiate and compromise ourselves right into the vast majority of what is definitively totalitarian communist gun control. I don't think anyone would argue that constitutional liberties and communist manifestos are mutually exclusive. And yet all we hear from the left is the repackaging of communism as common sense measures. I mean, don't congressmen, don't elected officials take an oath to, to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States to the best of their ability? Can anybody else actually argue the fact that spouting gun control measures from a communist regime and repackaging them in common sense as, excuse me, common sense wouldn't be an actual violation of a politician's oath of office? I mean, meanwhile, they try to convince us from behind the iron gates, walls, armed guards, armored vehicles and armored glass that our decision to actively protect ourselves and exercise our constitutional liberties is selfish, outdated, and somehow dangerous? I mean, maybe it's just me, but anytime politicians in America package communist notions and, and policies as common sense, our republic is in imminent peril. Now, no one is advocating for violence here, and that actually cannot be overstated. But we must stop acting as though negotiating against our constitutional liberties with, with thieves is in any way productive, noble, or reasonable. Because thieves never stop taking. Further, those that refuse to protect themselves and exercise the same constitutional liberties to self-defense are neither noble, nor do they hold a moral high ground. I mean, given the example here, they're communists, period. I mean, if you want to feel safer, protect yourself. Purchase a firearm, get training, and return fire. Their choice to be victims does not justify canceling or infringing upon the rights of fellow Americans, especially not for the virtue signal of nobility. Facts don't care about feelings just as liberty cares not for tyranny. 
We should be demanding answers from our politicians like, how does this new piece of legislation remove guns from the hands of criminals and protect law-abiding citizens? In fact, the whole law-abiding title needs to be shit-canned as well, along with the script that I wrote that took me nine hours to do this. They've set us up, patriots. We've, we've tagged ourselves for years as law-abiding citizens, so that now when they change the law and you have to turn in your guns, they'll say, well, you're a law-abiding citizen. You should have to turn in your guns because now there's a law against it. We need to change that to constitution-loving. No more compromise. No more infringement. Hard stop. That's what I think about it. And that'll do it for this episode of Midnight Bites. If you like what you heard, please remember to click that like button, subscribe, hit the bell and select all. I appreciate you listening. You can find all of our platforms, content, exclusive offers, and free stuff. That's right, free stuff by visiting midnightpatriots.bio.link. You can donate to us on the Cash app at hashtag Midnight Patriots. I'm Spartan, and from all of us here at the Midnight Patriots, live free, and remember, the Constitution is not just a suggestion. Midnight Patriot Nation. On behalf of Spartan, Cryptic, Phoenix, and Jack Burton, thanks for hanging out with us and listening. Be sure to visit us at MidnightPatriots.com for all our social links and gear. Always remember, the Constitution is not just a suggestion.